the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Elon Musk says he would reverse the ban on former President Donald Trump. I I do think that it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that that was a mistake. Democrats in the Senate moved to vote on a bill to protect abortion rights. Democratic colleagues are just stoking this because they think it will energize their uh, their their base vote in the midterm. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot tweets a call to arms over the leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court. We are soldiers prepared to fight. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, May 11th. I'm Mike Scott. Thousands across the country attended the nationwide theatrical release of Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary, 2,000 Mules, and now you can watch it from the comfort of your own home at Salem Now. Did operatives stuff ballot drop boxes during the 2020 election? Was the 2020 election really the most secure election in American history? Or were there widespread voter irregularities that have gone previously unreported? In this new film, with meticulous research from TrueTheVote.org, D'Souza examines these claims using geospatial and telemetric data, along with security camera footage obtained through open records request to track the movement of so-called mules as they visited ballot drop boxes in multiple states around the country. Watch the documentary and decide for yourself. Go to SalemNow.com to watch 2,000 mules on your computer or mobile device or download the Salem app now on your smart TV to see 2,000 mules. Sponsored by the Salem Media Group. Since President Vladimir Putin's forces failed to take Kyiv early in the war, his focus has shifted to the eastern industrial heartland of the Donbass. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says that he can't confirm the use of hypersonic missiles at the port of Odessa just yet. I have, uh, I have no evidence to speak to uh, with respect to hypersonic missiles being fired at Odessa. We have seen the Russians... Uh, use hypersonic uh, missiles in the past over the last 75-plus days, largely to hit buildings, essentially. Kirby goes on to say that the Russian bombardment of that port has not impeded efforts to supply Ukraine with weapons. And there's been no impact uh, to, at least none that I'm tracking or that we're tracking, no impact to the flow uh, and shipment of material into Ukraine either as a result of the strikes on Odessa or the strikes anywhere else. Uh, That stuff continues to flow every day. Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg joined Fox News to address what he believes will be the Russian President Vladimir Putin's next steps. Words matter. And I went through the Putin speech and listened to what he said, read it a few times and said, "Okay, here's what he said. 
He said uh, Donbass region five times, never mentioned Ukraine at all, mentioned Kyiv, but didn't mention the country of Ukraine. And then when he didn't say, he didn't talk about the mobilization of forces which he would need to win the war. And here's, here's my take on reading between the lines, and I'm probably in the very small minority on this one. I think he realizes he's not going to win this war. And he's trying to look at maybe a way out of this thing and how can he do it and kind of say, okay, if I keep the Donbass, that's my idea of success. Kellogg says that a report in the New York Times hinting at Russians blowing up bridges is a good indicator they are not gaining ground. He's not winning in the Kharkiv region. Look, the New York Times reported yesterday that Russian forces moving back blew up three bridges. You don't blow up three bridges if you're, if you're advancing. You blow up bridges when you're being in retreat and somebody's chasing you. So maybe what we're looking at is him looking out and saying, there's got to be a way out of this thing, and maybe we can figure a way through it, including with the U.N., because on last Friday, they voted in the U.N. Security Council to at least look at peaceful ways to celebrate this or to bring this to a conclusion. Kellogg goes on to say that for the first time at the U.N., the Russians did not veto a move to conclude the war in Ukraine. The Russians did not veto it. That's the first time that's happened. So what I would hope is maybe we're looking for an interlocutor who can actually get some peace talks going uh, between the Ukrainians and the Russians, because all what's going to happen is more cities are going to get destroyed, more civilians are going to die, and the Ukrainians are doing exceptionally well. They've got an incredibly charismatic leader in Zelensky. They're fighting exceptionally well. They're pushing the Russians back. But I think maybe Putin's thinking, maybe there's an end game in here, and let's try to figure it out. That's my reading between the lines. I hope I'm right. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer filed cloture on Monday on a motion to start debate on the Women's Health Protection Act. That sets up the bill for a roll call vote on Wednesday. However, without 60 votes needed to overcome the Senate filibuster, the legislation is poised to fail. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell tells reporters neither party in the Senate has the votes to either protect or ban abortion nationwide. There aren't 60 votes there at the federal level, no matter who happens to be in the majority, no matter who happens to be in the White House. So I think the widespread sentiment of my conference is that this issue will be dealt with at the state level. McConnell did say there is no way the Democrats' bill to protect abortion access will pass. Historically, there have been abortion votes on the floor of the Senate. None of them have achieved 60 votes. This particular measure the Democrats have today is particularly radical. Democrat Senator Jackie Rosen of Nevada tells reporters she hopes the possibility that abortion could be outlawed in dozens of states will animate voters. We have to take that fear. We have to take that anger that we're feeling, channel it into action to defend our majority. We have to elect more pro-choice senators. We're not living in a hypothetical. We are staring down a post-row world in the face. Senator John Cornyn of Texas joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss the bill and how the leaked majority opinion draft will impact the midterm elections. Cornyn also believes 
Democrats are encouraging protest against Supreme Court justices because they believe it will help energize their base. They uh, seem to be encouraging the protest, and of course they think this is a great distraction uh, leading up to the midterm elections. They don't want to talk about uh, inflation, they don't want to talk about crime, they don't want to talk about the border, so uh, they want to talk about uh, abortion. And uh, even though uh, this uh, uh, individual, whoever he or she was, uh, for the first time in in the history of uh, the country, leaked a draft opinion in a, uh, in a very important case uh, and created this furor. But, of course, our Democratic colleagues are just stoking this because they think it will energize their, uh, their, their base vote in the midterms. I think they're overreaching, as they usually do, yep. and it will backfire. But uh, that's, that's my view. Cornyn says what is being proposed in the Democrats' abortion protection bill is on the extreme. If Senator Schumer wants wants the Senate to be on record on some of these issues, I'd like to have a vote on uh, sex selection abortions, on uh, um, uh, late-term abortions like partial birth abortions, uh, the infanticide, you know, uh, people uh, resuscitating a baby after a failed abortion. I'd like to get uh, I'd like to get senators on the record on that because I think what they're proposing in this bill uh, is is radical, and uh, they need to be exposed for what they're trying to do. Later, the Texas senator told Hugh Hewitt that the Supreme Court justices need the same sort of security as members of Congress. I think, obviously, you know, there's always this fine line between uh, between uh, peaceful protests, but <laughs> we saw a lot of unpeaceful protests with, that were called by the mainstream media peaceful, but justices should not be threatened with violence on uh, their children, and certainly the uh, protesters should not be trespassing on their on their property. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, there are some uh, fragile minds out there who could be incited to violence uh, by some of this irresponsible pandering to the radical base of the Democratic Party. And I think uh, that's the reason why we need to pr- make sure the justices and their families at least have the same sort of uh, protective details that are available to members of Congress under similar circumstances. Elon Musk, who is poised to purchase Twitter, gave an interview in which he confirms that he would let former President Donald Trump back on Twitter if he takes over the company. The Tesla CEO says that banning Donald Trump was a mistake and alienated many users. I, I do think that uh, uh, it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was, that was a mistake um, because it, uh, it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He is now going to be on Truth Social, um, as will uh, a large part of the sort of the... the right in the in the United States. Um, and so I think this could end up being, frankly, worse than having a, sing, you know, a single forum where everyone can debate. Musk goes on to say that banning the former president only amplified his voice. Uh, he has publicly stated that he will not be coming back to Twitter um, and that he will only be on Truth Social. And this is the, the point that I'm trying to make, which is perhaps not getting across is that, there, is that banning Trump from Twitter didn't end Trump's voice. It will amplify it among the right. And this is why it is morally wrong and flat out stupid. 
Twitter has a new competitor in Truth Social that has the potential to become a right-leaning behemoth. Musk wants that user base on Twitter. He needs it if he's going to expand Twitter's footprint. President Joe Biden warns voters unhappy with soaring inflation against turning power over to what he calls ultra-mega Republicans in the midterm elections. Biden acknowledged that he could see the country's dissatisfaction with rising prices, but he sought to channel the anger against the GOP. Biden says he's now committed to trying to help lower prices. I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation uh, very seriously and it's my top domestic priority. Biden went on to tell reporters he's surprised by the GOP. I never expected the ultra-MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. I, I never anticipated that happening. Biden says his plan to lessen inflation would help average working Americans, which is starkly different, he believes, from what Republicans are offering. They don't want to solve inflation by lowering your costs. They want to solve it by raising your taxes and lowering your income. I happen to think it's a good thing when American families have a little more money in their pockets at the end of the month. But the Republicans in Congress don't seem to think so. Their plan has actually made working families going to make working families poor. Biden says he wants Americans to know tackling inflation is his top domestic priority. I know you got to be frustrated. I know. I can taste it. Frustrated by high prices, by gridlock in Congress, by the time it takes to get anything done. Believe me, I understand the frustration. But the fact is, congressional Republicans, not all of them, but the mega Republicans are counting on you to be as frustrated by the pace of progress, which they have everything, they've done everything they can to slow down, that you're going to, will hand power over to them and enact, so they can enact their extreme agenda. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot raised eyebrows Tuesday talking to Twitter to lambast the leaked draft majority opinion from the Supreme Court, saying, quote, to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms, end quote. Many criticized the mayor for the tweet, believing it could incite violence. This comes on the heels of an impassioned speech Lightfoot gave on Monday, where she vowed the city of Chicago would support a woman's right to choose. The mayor did say she was outraged about the leaked draft opinion. We are soldiers prepared to fight. And I think um, Alderwoman Hairston's uh, words were completely uh, appropriate. We're jo- I'm joined here today um, by a room full of fearless fearless leaders who, like me, felt outrage and great disappointment and concern at the draft opinion that was leaked uh, last week that outlaws and bans Roe v. Wade and the right of abortion. Lightfoot went on to say that the draft opinion, in her opinion, is dangerous. The court's draft decision 
truly epitomizes the dangers that exist at the intersection of racism, sexism, and homophobia. And make no mistake, this is not and never has been just about abortion. We know that the extremists pushing this agenda, that one pillar of which is coming to fruition, understand that too. Jesse Kelly, host of the Jesse Kelly Show, reacted to the mayor's tweet saying that, in his opinion, the pro-abortion stance is so unpopular that she had to include the LGBTQ community in her comments. I do think it is funny how there's so little support for this pro-abortion thing. They had to immediately try to include the LGBTQ <laughs> mob in there, as if anybody's trying to stop Lori Lightfoot from 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 yeah. doing the, what she does. No one cares, right? No, and interracial <laughs> marriage too. No one on the Republican side no. cares about this at all. Kelly went on to say that the Chicago mayor's tweet reeks of desperation. This reeks of desperation, and I think the public's taking it as desperation. So I, I think this is a great win if it turns out to be for us, and I'm happy. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Tuesday that repealing Roe versus Wade would damage the U.S. economy. I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. It enabled uh, many women to finish school. That increased their earning potential. It allowed women to plan and balance their families and careers. The Treasury Secretary also says denying women a right to an abortion, in her opinion, increases the chances of women ending up in poverty. And research also shows that it had a favorable impact on the well-being and earnings um, of, of children. Um, there are many research studies that have been done um, over the years looking at the economic impacts of access or lack thereof to abortion. And it makes clear that denying women access to abortion increase their odds of living in poverty or need for public assistance. The Treasury Secretary's comments come after the Supreme Court's draft opinion, showing that the Supreme Court seems poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. Without Roe v. Wade, states would then be free to outlaw abortion, and many are primed to do just that if the court's final decision reflects the leaked draft. Meantime, Senator Tim Scott, a Republican from South Carolina, argues that framing the issue of abortion around the labor force participation feels callous to me, end quote. Parents across the U.S. are scrambling to find baby formula because supply disruptions and a massive safety recall have swept many leading brands off store shelves. Months of spot shortages at pharmacies and supermarkets have been exacerbated by the recall at Abbott, which was forced to shutter its largest U.S. formula manufacturing plant in February due to contamination concerns. Daybreak Insider's Jennifer King has more details. 
Infant formula is getting harder to find. Analytics firm Data Assembly says 40% of big box stores are out of stock, up from 31% in mid-April. It started with spot shortages during the pandemic. Then in February, Abbott, the company that makes Similac, recalled several major brands and shut down a large plant in Michigan after federal officials concluded four babies suffered bacterial infections. After consuming formula from the facility, two of the infants died. Missouri mom Laura Stewart tells the AP she has had to use four different brands in the past month for her 10-month-old daughter who normally gets a type of formula made for sensitive stomachs. On Monday, White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki said the Food and Drug Administration is working on the issue. So what they're trying to do in the shorthand of it is increase supply by working with a range of manufacturers. For now, experts are urging parents to contact food banks or doctor's offices if they can't find formula and caution against watering down the formula or using online recipes. I'm Jennifer King. U.S. motorists are gearing up for their warm weather road trips and are set to encounter fresh, record-high gas prices this week as inflation continues to hammer household budgets. The national average price of gas was 4.33 a gallon as of Monday afternoon, according to AAA data. That price was up about 20 cents compared to one month ago and well over a dollar higher than the same day one year ago. AAA spokesman Andrew Gross says the price of oil is especially volatile due to high demand and the war in Ukraine. You can see how much it's risen, and the big increase is due to this war. And we're trying to figure out what's going what's gonna to happen with this war right now. It's grinding on. You're having all these sanctions being put on by all these countries who are trying to turn off the tap on Russia's war machine, and that tap is an oil tap. Gross says gas prices are expected to remain elevated as better weather combines with the rollback of pandemic restrictions and pent-up summer demand for travel. We will see this trend continue uh, probably throughout summer, mainly because of demand. The weather's getting warmer, the days are getting nicer, people are hitting the road. Just anecdotally, if you go out for a drive, you realize the roads are more crowded. Everybody's out. Join Fox Sports as its lead NFL analyst when his playing career ends. Fox did not disclose terms of Brady's deal, but the New York Post reported that the seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback has agreed to a 10-year, $375 million contract, the most lucrative in sports broadcasting history. Daybreak Insider's Mike Hempen has reaction to the story and more details on Brady's deal. The seven-time Super Bowl champion will join Fox Sports as its lead football analyst when his playing days are over. But the network says Brady will decide when that will be. Brady announced his retirement this offseason, but recently changed his mind, saying he'll return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for his 23rd NFL season. Fox says Brady will join Kevin Burkhart on its top broadcast team. Brady also will serve as an ambassador for the network. He won his seventh Super Bowl with the Bucs after the 2020 season. Brady teamed up with Bill Belichick to win six Super Bowls in 20 seasons with the Patriots. I'm Mike Hempen. And finally, NASA's InSight lander detects the largest earthquake on Mars to date. The magnitude 5 quake shook the surface of Mars on May 4 the strongest tremor ever detected, not only on Mars, but on any planet 
besides Earth. The Mars quake surpassed the previous record holder, a 4.2 magnitude quake that took place in August of 2021. Bruce Bannert, Insight's principal investigator, discussed the purpose of the Insight probe. The basic idea of Insight is to map out the deep structure of Mars. We know a lot about the surface of Mars, we know a lot about its atmosphere, and even about its uh, ionosphere, but we don't know very much about what goes on a mile below the surface, much less 2,000 miles below the surface down to the center. And this will be the first mission that's going to Mars specifically to investigate the deep inside of Mars. Bandard explains the seismic equipment that is on board the InSight probe. InSight carries a seismometer which measures the seismic waves that have traveled through Mars from Mars quakes and maps out the deep interior structure of Mars. On our planet, such earthquakes of that magnitude occur often and rarely cause serious damage. However, Mars is tectonically more peaceful and a magnitude 5 is about as powerful a quake as scientists ever hoped for when they sent InSight to the Red Planet in 2018. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.